Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 24th of June, 2022. Happy Friday to you all there. Hope you guys are having a good start to your weekend. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile and BlueNile.com. For the best in jewelry for that special someone, go to Blue Nile today. On the show, we'll be previewing the upcoming series for the Nationals against the Texas Rangers, looking back on what really was a game and a half for the Nationals and the Orioles as they split in the Beltway. I'll tell you guys about my experience. I went to Truist Park, so I want to talk about that. Other ballparks, National League East, my first time going there. And also, we'll touch on an article I saw today, Best Position Players on the Trade Market from The Athletic and a certain Washington National. Two of them actually were in that top 12 list, so we'll touch on that as well. A whole lot to get to on today's show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, Once again, hope you guys are having a good start to the weekend. Excuse me. Um, So the Nationals, wow, dying over here. Uh, All right, so the Nationals at this moment in time, as we always do, we start with giving you guys the situation. Nationals are 25 and 47. They're 20 and a half games out of first place. They're 16 and a half back of the Braves, who continue to play really well. They are uh, 12 and a half back of the Phillies. They are, let's see, nine back of the Marlins. They're 12 and 26 at home, 13, 21 on the road. They have a minus 113 run differential, which is the worst in all of baseball right now. They've lost one game in the current streak, and they're two and eight in their last 10 games. They did get a series split with the Orioles, which we'll be talking about here on the show. Let's start with that first game. Nationals win three to zero over Baltimore. And just coming into the series and we saw it, you know, uh, we, we saw it from both the guys uh, that we're going to talk about here, but you know, something big here and, and our friend Matt Weirich wrote about it. Adley Rushman and K Barrett Ruiz, right? Two really high top prospects for two rebuilding teams, both playing the premium position of catcher. And I know Adley Rushman then off to you know, the best start ever, but he's so young and, uh, you know, he's going to keep getting better. Just 24 years of age right now. On the other side, K. Barrett Ruiz off to a little bit better of a start. He is just 23 years old, but they're both, they're both born in 94. So really, you know, kind of boring, born, born same year, roughly the same. Um, and for these two franchise, these two guys, you know, presenting hope and being kind of the, the next generation or what they think will be the next generation of, you know, uh, Players will hold it down, I guess you could say. And we've seen lately, you know, the, the that catcher position, whether it be how much JT Real Muto got, how much a guy like James McCann got, the investments being made in the draft for guys like Adley Rushman and Henry Davis, uh, you know, K. Barrett Ruiz being valued as a as a big time asset as well. You know, it's that position is so important. We've met, we talk about it a lot on here, but the ability to Manage a staff, you know, uh, get to know all the pitchers. 
obviously get some help too with Pitchcom and you know you you know you have a card to help helps you know guys and you get to know them pretty well but you have to run a staff you got to run a bullpen you got to maintain those relationships you got to play good defense you've got to uh hit as well and both these guys you know really seem like they're on a crash or collision course uh you know the beltway not to you know, be compared to but kind of well I'm not sure collision course is the right word maybe they're kind of on a intertwined path to be these two star players um, I think Adley is the one who's a bit more well known to the American audiences because of kind of where he was drafted. And he's got, you know, the kind of white eye thing going on. And Kbert Ruiz, uh, obviously not coming from that traditional background, uh, you know, so he's, I mean, he's just lesser known. Like, people, like more people know who Adley Rushman is than Kbert Ruiz. Now, Kbert Ruiz, in terms of a player, I'll be honest with y'all, right now, I mean, he looks like the total package. Like, I, you know, maybe we'll see what Adley does. And I think people think uh, both sides of the ball, he'll be awesome. But so far, like K Barrett looks like at already this age, you know, think about this. He's 23 right now, like like three years, he's going to be 26. He's on track. I, in my opinion, to, to maybe be the better all around player. If the signs are there, or maybe how about this? It take him less time to become that all around catcher than it will for a guy like an Adley Rushman. But you know, um, Adley is in position to be the face of the franchise. K Barrett's not because there's guys there like Juan Soto, who's already in the building. So kind of different paths, but still, I think in terms of quality, good chance these guys end up intertwined. As for the series itself, the first game, let's go there. Eric Fetty, man, awesome. This, this is maybe the best game, one of the best, two, two or three best games all year. Six innings, two hits, one walk, four Ks, um, throws 97 pitches, seven ground outs, four fly balls. And, uh, you know, this this for him was a game I think he needed to have because he's been pitching okay. You know, has had that run. The Mets game got crushed in, got roughed up a little bit by the Reds. Didn't make it through five there. Five and two thirds, three runs allowed against uh, Milwaukee's fine. The Braves game, three runs through five and a third is fine. This was a really strong outing for him. Everything was in command cutter, you know, elevating two seamers and three two counts. Love the way he looked in this game in control. Reminded me kind of of that Dodgers game that he had where he was six innings, four hits, six Ks, one walk, 90 pitches. Just this, this was a really strong outing for Eric Fetty. And one of those they continue to you know, need to see if he's going to up his trade value. And also, you know, I think for his future in Major League Baseball, like, I think he's done a strong job this year of saying, yeah, I can be a back end of the rotation guy. And also, you know, you know guys will always need people like Eric Betty. Like, I think I think he's going to be fine in terms of getting a spot uh, moving forward. And, then, you know, finding pitchers who've just been around, who are kind of solid, who can go out there every five days, which made 27 starts last year. Has made 14 of 14 this year. You know, has given the Nationals uh, so far on this season 68 and two thirds innings, and uh, you know he's approaching 400 innings on his career. His next start, if he goes at least four innings, he'll be at 400 on his career in the uh, at least for regular season pitching. I don't, uh, I'm not sure if they have postseason included here, um, but you know this guy, like you know, four regular, at least regular season innings. Uh, or I'm inning seven. I'm trying to figure out what it is now, but still, like been around for a while, his value is there. Strong starts like this will only up that trade value. And I have to say too, timely offense. The Nationals scored in like a weird variety of ways in this game. Um, you know, they get Nelson Cruz doubling down line, which was 
pretty standard, obviously, for scoring. But then they get the ground out that scores a run. And then you get a Lane Thomas opposite field home run. I encourage you guys to go back and listen to Matt Wyrick and I talking about Lane Thomas on the Wednesday show. Um, uh, we heard uh, we heard from Mike Rizzo saying, hey, this guy's going to be a part of what we're doing uh, moving forward. And so that was obviously really encouraging to see you know, something like the variety for him, you know, hit him first, hit him eighth, hit him ninth. I think he gives them a lot. So that 3-0 win, you know, timely hitting. And obviously the, the guys that deserve some credit too are the bullpen, Kyle Finnegan, Carl Edwards, and Tanner Rainey. They've all had their, you know, shaky moments, if you will. No, not, not, not in this game. All those guys were solid. To last three innings of work, two hits allowed, uh, no walks allowed, and six Ks between those three guys. Tenth hold of the year, Finnegan. Fourth of the year for Carl Edwards. And then Tanner Rainey comes in and gets saved number eight on the year. Second game, not going to spend too much on. This was a 7 nothing game that saw one Austin Hayes hit for the cycle. And he did so in relatively short order. Um, you know, he got this thing done by getting it done by the sixth inning is really impressive. And did a lot of the work against Patrick Horton. And, and um, you know, he was just red hot in that game. 26 years old. He's a really good player. And so for him to go for that cycle, and ha- he's having a great year too, hitting 287, 347 on base, 42 slugging. Really strong year for him, for him to, to go out there and, and perform the way he did. Top of the lineup was nasty for them. Three guys at the top between Hayes, Mancini, and Santander. Uh, eight hits between those guys. Six RBIs between all of them. Mount Castle out of the last one. Another rough outing for Patrick Corbin. Four innings, seven hits, three runs, uh, three earned, one walk and six Ks, two homers allowed, 86 pitches. Steve Ciszek gets absolutely pounded this game. Two-thirds of innings, four hits, four runs, all earned. Um, give up a home run as well. And uh, Andres Machado pitched, but, you know, the game was uh, – the game, it finished out the inning, but the game gets suspended in uh, the, you know, head of the seventh year. 7-0 win did not appear like the Nationals were going to mount much of a comeback uh, in that game. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll look ahead to the series against the Texas Rangers. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com today to find that perfect something for that special someone. It's, they've got fine jewelry that's well-sourced. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Get $50 off a $500 purchase or more. This is a podcast exclusive that includes engagement rings as well. Use code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Once again, promo code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free. And arrives in that discreet package so that person will not know what it is you're sending. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Also today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline and BetOnline.net is the best place to bet on all of your Major League Baseball action during the season. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, developments, league reviews, news including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball as well, UFC, NASCAR, boxing, all at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. 
today. It remains the best place for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, so the Washington Nationals this weekend have a three-game set against the Texas Rangers, and they will head to Globe Life Field to play against the Rangers. Always exciting. You love to see interleague league series. They mix kind of divisions and whatnot. The Rangers are 33 and 35. They are 16 and 18 at home. It's good enough on the record right now for second in the American League West due to how bad things have been for the Angels, who are now at 34 and 38, 10 and a half back. The Rangers are nine and a half games back of the Astros. Astros lost last night to the Yankees, but uh, I mean, they look really good against the Mets, and they've looked strong this year. Um, the Astros have both home and on the road. The Rangers, uh, what do you have to know about, you know, about this team? Obviously, some acquisitions that were pretty big for them. In the offseason, Marcus Semyon has come on, and also Corey Seager as well, the two guys that they brought in. They haven't had awesome starts to there, but those are the two guys that we are, you know, everybody's really talking about uh, coming in for them. Now, there's some questions about who's going to be doing the pitching for them this weekend. Um, right now, at least the first game, and this first game is scheduled for 8.05 tonight, Paulo Espino going up against Dane Dunning. That's probably like the one that we know for sure is going to happen. Josiah Gray tomorrow, 4.05 on FS1, so a nationally televised game for the Nationals. Enjoy that, folks. We don't get a ton of those in Nats land right now. 4.05, first pitch, Josiah Gray. Not sure who's going to pitch that uh, the next game, uh, or that game, excuse me, um, for the – and then 2.35 on Sunday, Jackson Tetrio goes for the Nationals, and he will face right, right now. He's scheduled to um, – the face Glenn Otto, but he's he's out right now. Uh, he rejoined the Rangers Wednesday and likely be activated the COVID nineteen injured list for Sunday's game. So they do think he is going to pitch, but right now not seeing a probable starter for Saturday. Once again, eight oh five, four oh five, and two thirty five are your respective game times. All right, one more quick word from our sponsors, and I want to share my experiences from Globe Life Field. Um, today's show is brought to you all by LinkedIn, folks. If you guys are not on LinkedIn. You need to. So many people are on LinkedIn. It's the best place to find jobs. I've used it before. The sun's coming back back out after COVID-19. Small businesses back LinkedIn jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. All right. So you guys go to LinkedIn jobs. It's going to help you find the candidates you need faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers Visit LinkedIn. You can post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, folks. So uh, I went to a couple Braves games at Truist Park. I went to the game. On uh, Wednesday night, my cousin and I went yesterday with my friend Cole, sat up in the 300s on the Wednesday night game. And the Thursday game, day game, we decided to splurge all-inclusive tickets, like 100 bucks, uh, And I had not done that before. And so I was really intrigued and kind of excited to go into and do that. 
And I don't get to go to a ton of games. Number one, I live in Richmond. Normally, I'm just visiting some folks in Atlanta right now. But living in Richmond, we have the Richmond Flying Squirrels, double-A team for the San Francisco Giants. I do go to Nats games, but right now, for me, it's two hours away. I'm moving back to D.C. in July, so it'll be closer at that point in time. But Nats games, you know, I get to go to a decent amount of them, but had not been to Truist Park before. Um, I will say this, a couple things. It's a nice ballpark. Uh, it's a newer ballpark, obviously. It's a nice ballpark. Give them that. It's in a tough area to get to. Like the thing that's nice about Nats Park is actually driving to it isn't as hard as people make it out to be. And there's ways to kind of get out of there pretty easily. Um, Truist Park, getting to it and parking near it, it's kind of almost up on a hill in a way, is it can be challenging. It can be difficult. It's not an easy place to access. I will say this, the battery, uh, the place outside the stadium, you know, people, it's corporate. It's kind of what, you know, what it is, but a lot of different bars and restaurants and places to go before the game, after the game to enjoy, um, you know, to enjoy yourself. So I think that is something that is, that is good. People like, um, the ballpark in a way to me feels a little cramped. The one thing I love about Nats park is the way it kind of opens up at the end of it, the way, the way it kind of just, it opens up nicely onto the street. And uh, I, I really kind of do like that about Nats park game. Um, the one thing, obviously this is helping the Atlanta, man it is so freaking hot in Atlanta. You would not even believe it. Um, yeah. You know, yesterday we were luckily for us, we go down to the club level and, you know, we, we weren't like given those tickets. We decided to go out there and, and pay 120 for them. Uh, but it was really nice, you know, the all-inclusive. If you guys ever feel like doing that, something I definitely encourage doing. Just a fun time to be able to, you know, if it's a really hot day, go inside. But the food was really good. Uh, nothing better than the line of Kugels at the ballpark. I would say this, though. The one, the one place I have not been to in the National League East is Marlin Park. I would say my favorite, number one, is City Field. I think it's a place to see the ballgame. I think the area just around it isn't developed enough. Number two, I'd put Nats Park. Three, I'd put City Field. And four, I'd put Truist. I don't think they're bad ballparks at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, Camden Yards is kind of my favorite ballpark, so that's, that's kind of where I am. That tells you about you know, my preferences. Uh, Camden Yards guy. So, you know, I, I think that's where I'd rank them. I think Marlins Park ended up being five. But, hey, I went and saw some more games elsewhere. I'd feel differently. But, yeah, maybe I'd slide Truist in front of Citizens Bank. I haven't been to Citizens Bank in probably five or six years. So, yeah, I, I think I would go right now one City Field two Nats Park, three Citizens Bank, four Truist, and then Marlins Park, I'm just assuming would be five. Hell, who knows? Maybe I'd love Marlins Park. Who know? You know, we really don't know. Um, all right, that will kind of do it for today's show. Next week, we're going to talk about this article from The Athletic. They rank the top 12 guys um, who are, you know, position players up for trade. This article came from Jim Bowden over there. He ranked Josh Bell number two and put Nelson Cruz at number 11. So two guys we've talked about potentially being on the move, that potential for them to be on the move. Obviously, we'll have a recap of this series. And also one thing I want to encourage you all to do is send me questions, send me comments here uh, in the video. Also, you guys can send them on Twitter as well. I want to answer those during the show you know, just to get some fan interactions. I feel like the season as it drags on, your all's input would be great for what I can do to make this show a little bit better as we head towards the dog days of the baseball season. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. 
Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast, and it is on YouTube as well. All right, that will do it. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.